right, hello everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat. I'm Jonathan Idle, aka Johnny Idle. Thank you so much for listening. We are back with an episode of Chit Chat with Bessie. This is the fr- hi, Bess. Hi there, it's me, Bess. Don't be doing your puzzle while you're. I'm not. I'm listening to you. <laughs> she. All right, look, we just got back from uh, New Hampshire. We spent a couple days up at Hampton Beach and just hung out in a in a cabin and oh. and cooked and ate. And we were two houses down from the beach and it was pretty great but we thought it'd be a good idea to start a 1000 piece puzzle (laughs) in the less than 48 hours that we were there (laughs) and uh surprise surprise it's not done so along with all the guitar hobby stuff (laughs) that is going on on the dining room table we also have this puzzle now we listen it's half my table too no, no, you're totally so if, no. If, <laughs> I'm no. It's to, all I'm saying is no. I'm look, just joking. I moved the guitar because guess what, guys? What a surprise! Neither guitar is finished yet uh, that we talked about last week. But I moved that, so I wouldn't be distracted. But now, by it. now we have uh, guitar building pieces everywhere and puzzle pieces everywhere and podcast pieces now too and kitties. Yeah. So this is, you know, we're painting a nice picture of how clean our house is right now. <laughs> it's great. I have to say our house is actually very clean well, besides this dining room table. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> which was is like a catch-all I was, right now. We were, you were trying to get it clean before we left and I and, oh, and I, I love was just to like, come home to a clean uh, house. I, I was love like fine, that. I'll help. Ah, I was just cranky and then and but you're totally right. There's something about when you leave a place yeah. that's clean to right. come home right. and be able to relax in a clean house. You know, there's actually, that like as excited as you are about getting back home, there's this little piece of sadness or dread of like leaving your comfy vacation restoration place yeah so you could really make yourself extra miserable by coming back to a home that's messy and your living space is unkempt you know yeah yeah yeah. so to to thwart future disappointment in our everyday lives i like to really get a good clean on the house before we go away that's smart i think yeah man it's really good. And can I also say this? Who the hell do we think we are cooking and eating like that in a Dude. little beach cottage, a tiny little place at the beach? Wow. I know. I have to say, this was the perfect 2020 vacation. It was short, within driving distance, one state away, where we could go up, bring all our own stuff, really come in contact with nobody. And no, there was nobody around. Quarantine, basically, the whole time we're there. Yeah. You know, we're two houses away from the beach, so we just walk down to the beach. It's sparse enough in October where there's, you know, you're not afraid of the threat of somebody sitting down right next to you. Nobody was really around. Right. And people were pretty cool about like keeping distance yeah, and wearing and, masks. Yeah, and people were and wearing masks and, on yeah. the boardwalk and it was just right. We picked up our keys from the rental place. Didn't didn't come closer than 6 feet to them. Didn't have to sign anything or cuz it all went through Airbnb. Yeah. Got in our little cottage and we were set. But we finally met the owner of the cottage. We've been renting there three years. Yeah, we finally meet the guy. Yeah, and we are nice clear, dude. We're cl- nice dude. Yeah, we're clearly good tenants because he was all like, "Look, we don't. We'll just we'll just block this off for you." And they, they yeah, this will know. just be your weekend from oh, now on. Okay, thank you. And I'm like, great. We'll take a fifty percent pay uh, cut. Pay cut. <laughs> I mean, mean uh, a, a, you know what I mean. <laughs> a fee, a rental rental fee, fifty percent off of the rental fee. Yeah. Was it, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be great. But we also put out in that we're looking at renting some more of the properties that are right there so we could have like a group of people up there at some point. But I would like to say this, though. I did want to set 
the guy who was moving the cars around at the rental place on fire because he's he's moving oh, the cars. Yeah. He's got his mask under his chin, and Dude. it's just like, just come on, man. You know, you I, I don't know. Yeah, I that was, that part of it was the only part that was uh, distressing. Admittedly, though, I don't handle things like that very well. Like the sitting there waiting to return something, and my and, and I'm sure it takes that long for a reason. But in my eyes, it, it should just be a quick thing, and blah blah blah. You know, and, there's no way that all of their locations take that long. Yeah. You know, you know that there's one at the airport in New York that's in and out efficient. Yeah. But no, we got to There's no reason and... that this has to be prolonged. I'm with you on that. It's We not... have an appointment time. Yeah. You know, we set an appointment time of 1030. I want to say 1120. I finally get greeted by somebody. Yeah. We were there yeah. on time. Yeah. And I'm not knocking them. Like, of course, this time... You know, COVID has brought with it a bunch of different setbacks in all different ways. I'm sure there's reasons for these things, but still. Yeah. We have to be able to gripe. (laughs) I guess, but got a great car and it was fine. And, you know, so. Oh, man. After driving our Jeeps. To have a little yeah, like we both, we both Toyota have Wrang- Corolla was yeah. like a dream. Yeah, we on both the road. have Wranglers, guys, and and so it's just like they're meaty vehicles. Yeah, and they're, they're not exactly. They don't exactly. They don't ride like a Cadillac. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. The brakes aren't sensitive. Yeah, yeah, Shifting yeah, gears yeah. isn't a smooth transition. Yeah, you, kept it's... Scaring, you kept scaring the crap out of me because most of it was highway. Right? And then you would just tap on the brakes, but you're used to hitting it the way you had to hit it in Barely the Barely tap it and we come to a halting stop. And it was every time. It always happened when I just had like my head back and was trying to relax a little bit because I was anxious. And, it didn't and... help that I would yell out a high-pitched scream every time I did it too. Yeah, that didn't help at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunity. Did we talk about me scaring the crap out of you last week? I don't think we did. Guys, this was the perfect storm. It was great. We have a history of scares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wicked easy to scare. You know, I have no excuse. Well, no, it's fine, but I... (laughs) I'm not hardened, okay? Like, I got you one time (laughs) where I knew you were coming home, so I put music on my phone ready to play so i saw you pull in this is not this last time but i i i hit the music on my phone and then started the shower right and then just and then just like hid next to the next to the the bedroom door mm-hmm. so you go in to go say hi to me and i come from behind the bedroom door and i think my exact noise i made was this I just scared the crap out of the cat. It just tore ass <laughs> out of here. And I got you really good that time. That was yes. really good. And one time I got home first. So I went in the kitchen and opened the door to the basement just barely, just unlocked it and cracked it barely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was still closed, but it looked like I had rushed down there. Right. And then I went and hid in the bathroom, I think. Yeah. Oh, And you're walking through the house like, I know that you're hiding on me. I know that you're in the basement. I know where you are. You're not going to scare me. (laughs) And then you scared me. And the whole time you're like, "Uh." (laughs) you got me. And you open that door. Nothing's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me good. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. But this one, this was the perfect storm. So my cat. You got to tell him about the powder hollow one too. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have to we have to track my responses. True. Like, I somehow well, evolutionarily. I wanna, I, I'm not sure I should tell people what your reaction is to being scared. It could be a, a dangerous thing for you if they knew that you know you basically curl up into the fetal position when you get scared. Okay, don't tell them then. Don't tell them that you get when you get scared. That I just put all my thing my belongings neatly in front of me and curl up into a ball like an armadillo. <laughs> yeah, I won't tell. Don't them that. tell them. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> what is that evolutionary <laughs> trait? How did that happen? That is not evolution. That is something in me. Well, it's a reflex. What's the opposite it's... of evolution? Devolution? That's what <laughs> it is. Evolution would say, hey, that's dangerous. I'm going to run. But Well, so this is what I'm saying. Most people have that ingrained into them. But somehow, right. some recessive reflex yeah. made its way to me this many years after the evolution of man. Right. And my res- my response two times is just like totally blows my mind. This most recent time and then the Powder Hollow time. Yeah. Where I, I came to meet you. You I were with a bunch of friends. In. Yeah. You saw me pull in. So you came out. I was we my just first started time, seeing each other. My first time being here. So I wasn't really sure where I was headed. Yeah. So I we text you. We just started you, seeing each other. I text you that I was there. You came out to greet me. You weren't looking. So you hid behind a car. Yeah. I had my phone and my keys in my hand. Yeah. And then you boogaloo. No, the same thing. You're walking. No, you I, you you made like a string of con of, of syllables. Then I went to, yeah, something like that. Like that. <laughs> and and my response was to stay completely calm. I made no noise. <laughs> the stealthy, exact opposite of what, stealthy. Yeah. Put my phone and my keys down neatly in front of me. Like I want to say they were parallel to each other, just very, <laughs> very neat and yeah, concise, yeah, like, but quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I curled up and hugged my <laughs> knees on the ground, like a complete ball, as if I was going to turn into like enter a shell of some sort. <laughs> it's so great. that was my that was my response. Like I will become the Eggman, yeah. cuckoo cuckoo. Yeah, I'll flash back <laughs> to last week. What what animal does that? Like, where did that come from? Armadillo. Maybe I maybe I turtle. Oh, those are my ancestors. Turtle. Yeah, they're your those are your spirit animals. Are armadillo. I just lost my crunchy shell. <laughs> your spirit animals are animals are the armadillo and the, and, and, the, and the turtle. So this last one, my cat was lounging on the bed, so I went and I kind of like when I was petting him on the bed, mm. so. We're packing up for the night. We just turned off the TV. Yeah, turned off yeah, the lights. Yeah, yeah. And, and I turned off the last light before coming into the bedroom. So everything was completely dark. Yeah. And normally I'd put my flashlight on my phone, but my phone was dead. Yeah. So and I went my, in to charge my, my phone. My head was on your side of the bed, which is yeah, by the by door. Yeah, by the foot. By yeah. the foot of the bed. Yeah, by the door. to the door. So you turn off the light and then I, I heard you saying... I can't see. I can't see. You know, it's kind of like... You, you Everything can... becomes musical around here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. She can't see. This is going to happen. <laughs> like, this is going to... And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. This is not... You know, but... Meanwhile, we just got new neighbors upstairs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One day before this. Yeah, yeah. It's 1130 at night. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing a lot of moving and there's been some construction at the house. So they've been working, but very respectfully, they closed down shop at 10 p.m. Yeah. So this is an hour and a half or so, maybe a little longer after that. Everything is quiet. The yeah. lights are out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So I'm thinking, I can't do it. This is mean. This is downright mean and I, I can't do it. And then I, I realized that if I didn't do it, 
you would have lost the tiniest little bit of respect for me. A tiny little bit. And I only have a tiny bit. I know. So it would have so, been zero. Yeah, we would have been. It would have been. Yeah, we might have been pushing negative numbers <laughs> at that point. So anyway, I'm waiting and, I, and I'm just feeling you. I can't see because I'm not moving. And I can just feel you moving back and my forth. You're, you're a foot away from my head. Yeah. And then as soon as I felt you get literally right next to me and it was really quiet, I just went, boo. Like that. <laughs> and, and I remember there was a conscious second, maybe split second, between you doing that and the scream coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, in my head, I was like, flashed microbursts of thought. <laughs> New tenants, late at night, dark, you know it's him, there's no threat here, and involuntarily <laughs> ah, came out of my mouth but it happened like there was like a one second delay it was like boo ah! yeah that one second delay i had a million little <laughs> tiny bits of thought it was so and then good. it came out of my mouth anyway the weirdest part <laughs> is that accompanying my yelp yeah i had a i had well your T-shirt Which is on. now your T-shirt, your long sleeve <laughs> Martha's Vineyard T-shirt that I've had for anyway. This tailor fit T-shirt uh, uh, for some years. reason, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sleeves are too long on. Weird, me. yeah, weird. So my my arms are in the sleeves, like up to where the elbows would normally be. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. have this, fl- the, you know, the wizard sleeve. Yeah, yeah, flapping out, <laughs> and sleeve. I and I just start rotating at the waist, right to left. Yeah. Flail. Flapping my arms with at the opposite time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like swatting away, like like if I was being attacked by a, a swarm of gnats. <laughs> I don't know, like what is the threat that I'm? What am I trying to protect myself? From? I, I Going, don't know. Ah! And then with my and, arms flapping, and then you were, and then you went quiet, and you just kept pivoting and flapping your arms for a good five. You seconds. You never know if there's still a gnat there that needs you don't, to be you gotten. You don't know. You don't know. I. <laughs> I laughed so hard, <laughs> I couldn't draw a breath. I had tears coming. I couldn't draw a breath. I literally out loud said, this is how it ends. This is the end. I, I thought I was going to die. That yeah. was, it was yeah. done. Yeah. Yep. It's the. It was the Danger Will Robinson scare Robbie, response. Robbie the Robot. It was yeah. Robbie the Robot. Danger yeah. Will Robinson. Yeah. So Armadillo and, a turtle. Will Rob- and, and Danger Will Robinson. Those yeah, Robbie are the-, the Robot, an armadillo, yep. and a turtle. Those are my... Uh, you should go as those three things for Halloween. Now, the thing is, I'm going to put a little bit more validity into like the, the cheesy horror movie. Yeah. You don't know what your instinctual response to something is going to be until you've already done it, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe some of these responses in cheesy horror movies are actually legit. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. who's... Like, you watch a movie and somebody curls up into an armadillo stance... <laughs> You're going to be like, that was ridiculous. What kind of actor is this? Well, I don't know if I would call it a stance, by the way. Discredit this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Simply because they curled up like an armadillo. Or maybe it would be top movie pick for our, the armadillos. Maybe they watch and they're like, finally, somebody's got it finally, right. Finally, somebody's got it right. And the turtles, don't forget. And Robbie the and Robot. The and the totals. But I didn't put my head in my body. Yeah. Should True. try that next. You could time. try. You should try that next time. I can't plan it. Yeah. So who knows what the next scare will be? Anyway, speaking of scares, we decided this is this is this is week one of our little Halloween special all the way through October. Yeah, welcome to Spooktober. Yeah. 
an idle chat. (laughs) (laughs) We thought we would just do a quick run through on some of the New England urban legends. Yeah. Yeah. So we are doing the New England area because we are in Massachusetts and... And we do have a couple other gems that are not in New England that we're going to like give honorable me- honorable mentions to. But uh, sound good? We're going to try to find some type of moral of the story or some way to combat these curses. Okay. Because although they're legends, they're yeah. obviously all real. Oh, obviously. <laughs> they're obviously all like historical fact. Yeah. So just because you can't photograph something doesn't mean you didn't actually see it and it was there. You know? They're all real. Okay. So we have to give our listeners the armor to protect themselves, like the armadillo. Okay. The armadillo. If any of these happen to you, just <laughs> curl up in a ball. Just put your belongings in. And just roll away. And they'll be so <laughs> perturbed by what you're doing that they'll be like, yeah. oh, her meat I'm probably a, doesn't out. taste yeah, very yeah, good yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, nobody ever thinks about what's going on through the killer's eyes in, in the killer's true, head. You know, so. True. Anyway, off we go. Off we but go. What I find interesting I'm is excited. what I find interesting about these is that a lot of them are actually rooted in history. Then it just kind of grew from there. That's what I'm saying. They're all yeah. real historical facts. There's nothing embellished. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure that's right. No, all totally solid truths. Okay, <laughs> great. Okay, uh, <laughs> where are we going to start in our New England journey? Well, do you want me to start with Massachusetts or do you want to start elsewhere? Should we start from our land of origin and sure. spread out from there like a like a sure. virus? Yeah, why not? Sure. We'll see how this goes. Sweet. We've once again, guys, we've started preparing. We started preparing for this episode this morning. But <laughs> But hey, it's all good, man. It's all good, man. Uh Massachusetts. It's no secret that there was... Uh, I've been in, there. In Salem. You've been there, yeah. yeah. In Salem, Massachusetts, it was the Salem Witch Trials in the 1600s. That's yeah, fascinating. It is fascinating, right? Oh, it's wild. Well, apparently in Salem, there's a thing called the Curse of Giles... I believe Giles, G-I-L-E-S, Giles sure. Corey. Uh, Maybe it's glazed, like glazed donuts. Maybe. Uh, Giles <laughs> uh, was slowly pressed to death oh yeah under a series of progressively heavier rocks in an effort to extract a confession they extracted something else well i guess organs well where it came from is as this was happening he uttered a curse against salem right before his dying breath dude what a way to go I know, right? Imagine he woke up that day. He's like, you know, I got to milk the cows. I got to, you know, what was he thinking? What was his daily plan? He woke up, he like had a regular day and then he's being squished. Well, I mean, there, um, maybe. Dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I, from what I understand, it was basically like somebody would say that person's a witch and they would torture them. Yeah. Trying to get yeah. them to convince, try to get them to admit that they're a witch, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So they were dying either way, you know? So. Right. But. Uh, so anyway, he cursed Salem, and I guess for generations, his apparition has allegedly appeared in the cemetery before something terrible is about to happen, including a 1914 fire that burned down a sizable portion of the city. Ooh. Yeah, I know. And... I mean, you're begging to be haunted. If you're out there squishing people, you're going to be haunted. <laughs> you know, and you're going to bring these hauntings upon your your 
lineage and your town. So stop squishing people. I guess so, right? So is that the, is that the, just don't smash anybody and you'll be don't okay? Don't squeeze people to death. Okay. You know, it reminds me though, I have to say, I think the moral of the story here is not only to not squish people, but maybe take out some of your squish uh, fetish by watching the Hydraulic Press YouTube channel. Oh, that's good. That might be a good way to combat Welcome to the Hydraulic Press channel. <laughs> I'm Lowry. I'm Anni. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, there's also been a series of tragedies that have hit the Salem Sheriff's Office, starting with the 1696 heart attack that killed George Corwin four years after he presided over the trials. Four mm. years, so who knows? But I guess, you know, you would see this guy's apparition before these things would happen. So, Well, it, it takes a good four years to really get your footing as a ghost. Yeah, agreed. You've seen Beetlejuice. That's a, agreed. It yeah. takes some time. Yeah. All right. What do you got for your first one? I like that one. It's good, right? Don't squish people. Ugh, those poor bugs. See, bugs go through this. Still. <laughs> All right. Let's move north. Okay. Go to New Hampshire. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the cursed isles of Shoals. Yeah. Shoals. S-H-O-A-L-S. Okay. Uh, you want to know why it's creepy? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you. The charming archipelago, which is oh, a string of islands. That's a good. That's a good um, word. Uh, Isles of Shoals off off of New Hampshire's eastern shore is the perfect destination for a seaside picnic. So basically, right right off of where we were. I yeah. Guess, at Hampton Beach. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a couple brutal murders here. Oh, good. And people that are fans of the Smutty Nose Brewery might know this story because it's on there. I want to say it's like on their packaging or. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, but there, two young women were horrifically butchered via the particularly creepy maniac with an axe method in the late 1870s. And apparently you can still hear them screaming often late at night, which is just objectively unsettling. Oh, yeah. This specific island, Smutty Nose, dum, is dum, said dum. to be haunted by these ghosts. Now, I do have to say Smutty Nose is technically in Maine, but... You can, I guess you can probably just hear the screaming more in New Hampshire. Who or knows? I don't know. These people were from New so Hampshire. So that's where it came from, is people yeah. getting killed, actually getting killed on that island. Yeah, two women were, were axed to death. Oh. He axed them questions <laughs> about beat, how they were going to die. Beat me to it. <laughs> um, so Smutty Nose is haunted by these ghosts, the axe murderer himself, pirates, and a gang of other poltergeists. And come on, have you ever seen an abandoned old lighthouse in the fog? Scary. It's creepy, yeah. Lighthouses are just, they're so, buildings full of creeps. So what do you recommend that people do to avoid these things? I think you should support Smutty Nose Brewery. Yeah. As, as a way to kind of sacrifice some of your, your, your consciousness to the women that were axed questions. <laughs> but I will add that it came from, it came from a historical happening. And then spawned, like you said. Yeah. So the Isles have a history longer than the county they are in. Blackbeard himself was rumored to use the islands as a honeymoon destination and gold depository in the early 18th century. And naturally, he had killed some people there along the way. By the time Louis Wagner murdered the women living on Smutty Nose, there were already ghost stories about the haunting chain of islands. With history, pirates, and of course, axe murderers come creepy tales. And again, the abandoned lighthouses don't help. So it was, it was haunted to begin with. Now, 
I wonder, in his defense, by trial, did he use that, you know, like did these say like it wasn't my fault the islands are haunted they made me go nuts yeah they haunted my hands okay, so we'll they just possess drink, my hands and i killed these ladies we'll just drink smutty nose then and that'd yes. be fine okay yes. great don't ask people don't ask people don't ask people anything okay <laughs> dudley town connecticut ct dudley town connecticut often cited as dark vortex rumor has it that any visitor that steals an artifact from dudley town will have a curse put on them and their family mm-hmm. apparently uh, the dudley town forest visitors reported seeing just about every kind of paranormal phenomena you could think of phenomena dun, phenomena dun, yeah so apparently the curse of the ill-fated dudleys began back in england where edmund dudley was beheaded for conspiring against King Henry the Seventh. Ooh. So and it just kind of followed them over Seven, here. Seven, eight, nine. Followed them over here. So don't go to Dudley Town and no. steal something. And I, the residents apparently ditched the town. It's been abandoned for a long time. Is so. it still? I don't know. Let's go visit. No. So what know. exactly happened? He stole something. No, he conspired against King Henry the Seventh. Okay. And he was beheaded, and then there was a curse put on the family that brought them to Dudley Town. So if you steal something from Dudley Town, you're awful. stealing part of King Henry the Seventh's. I guess so, but I don't know. But anyway, uh, a bunch of mysterious deaths and madness and suicide among the Dudleys, several of whom disappeared into the woods, never to be seen again. Like a bunch of the Dudleys, wrestling fans that are listening. Yeah, maybe that's where the the Dudley, the Dudley's gimmick came from. I doubt that very much. Who but, are the Dudleys in wrestling? Well, we'll have to talk about that. That's a long That's story. That's for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for another oh. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but I guess a bunch of them just went into the woods and were never seen again. All right. So the moral of the story here is... Don't steal something from Dudley Town. Yes. And furthermore, don't conspire against Henry Seventh. Yeah. So you guys, he's try dead. That, guys. Leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Good idea. Good Good call, Bess. <laughs> Way to go. These are solid. If you have to steal things, don't do it there. Right. Let's go to Rhode Island. Let's. This is the story of Mercy Brown. Rhode Island's home to many a haunted house, including the one that inspired The Conjuring. But one legend you can experience without trespassing is the tale of Mercy Brown. It seemed that back in the day, Rhode Island was in the midst of a vampire panic, and its almost famous and its most famous victim was 19-year-old Mercy Brown. This poor girl was labeled a vampire because she was a young, sick, pale kid. Okay. That had some photophobia. All right. But you know, back then they're like fucking ghosts in your blood, girl. You got to get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 19-year-old Mercy Brown, after her mother and sister died. Man, this family's just dropping like flies. Mercy succumbed to tuberculosis as well. Due to the panic, villagers presumed something supernatural was afoot. When they exhumed Mercy, her body was remarkably well-preserved. So they removed her heart and liver, burned them down to ashes. Because, you know, if you find a vampire's body, you should burn it. Yeah, of course. You know what you shouldn't do? What? Feed the ashes to her brother yeah. should never feed the ashes he was to ailing Brown's too so they yeah fed, their whole yeah. family was sick yeah but then when they for some reason they dug up her body 
And they're like, oh my God, it's so well preserved. Let's burn her to ashes and feed the ashes to her brother. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a way to keep the vampire alive? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the what the town folk were thinking here. But uh, he died two months later. Okay. There, now, <laughs> so there's a, there, there is a movie about this, correct? There is a movie about this, and I will get to that. Okay. Uh, they say the spirit of mercy, though, still haunts the cemetery of Exeter, where her gravesite remains a place where morbid tourists flock and where a chill hangs perpetually in the air. Oh. Has nothing to do with the fans they put up. Or Just the kidding. fact that it's Rhode Island and it's yeah, yeah, near yeah. the sea and right, it gets right. chilly. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> so could be that. So as a historical fact, uh, Mercy Brown died on January 17th, 1892, and her cremated heart was force-fed to her brother. Her story is the most famous of many similarly gruesome tales that stoke the fires of Rhode Island's haunted landscape. Creepy. Man, we are so lucky to be living now. I can't imagine. Can you imagine... In a hundred years, what they'll look back on and be like, why did we do that to people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In that time, they were like, oh, yeah. This makes sense. Look at her body. Let's feed it to her brother. Duh. Duh. That's I'm, clearly the answer. I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Get them some leeches. And let's not forget to write down. As ear, I know it's not even remotely the same thing, but right down the road from Rhode Island, literally the next, right down the road is Fall River, Massachusetts, where mm. where Lizzie Borden, the Lizzie Borden thing happened. So maybe yeah. we should dive into that this month. That could be an interesting thing to we dive have, into. We have touched on it. We have. Yeah. Maybe we should a little more. There is, what I found, is a 2015 movie called Almost Mercy. Okay. That I watched the trailer and I'm still a little unsure what it's about or if it, does tie into this or not but okay. anyway the full movie is available on youtube for streaming well, we're which is it. a mark of a really good movie so. always really good yeah. yeah i feel like we should we're gonna watch, watch that okay we'll watch that one very we're gonna good watch we're that. Watching i some. have low hopes oh yeah but it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i usually have the highest hopes when my hopes are low you know what i mean you're so freaking weird man <laughs> all right lovely vermont just to the north of us, lovely Vermont. Stop what could happen there? That's where Cabot cheese is made. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Hayden family curse. Ah, I have this written on mine too. Really? Yeah, girl. Okay. Well, William we Hayden was a wealthy a landowner in Albany, Vermont in the early 1800s, and he never repaid his even wealthier mother-in-law for loaning him some major funds over the years. Well... She became really ill, accused William of poisoning her, and with her dying breath said the Hayden name shall die in the third generation and the last to bear the name shall die in poverty. Well, guess what? They barely made it 100 years after being plagued with financial catastrophes and illnesses. Phantom music, mysterious lights, and other sort of paranormal activity is said to haunt their estate in Albany, along with the ghost of vengeful mother-in-law, I was going to continue that, but um, I, I mother-in-law, which indicates that I'm going to say more but uh, in that sentence, but I didn't. Thank you for explaining that thoroughly. <laughs> Nobody would have realized when Apparently you stopped talking that it was the end of your sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Hayden was a Gatsby-esque party boy, yes. and he knowingly blew all those, all those mother-in-law's uh, money, so... But yeah, so the the whole family they died off and they they died. What do you pop. think? You think he poisoned her, or do you think? Uh, what maybe do you think maybe yeah, sure. Why not? Mm. Maybe she's nagging him for the money, and he just killed her. Who he knows? Does, she doesn't sound like a like a great time. 
It's possible that she had other enemies besides this guy. Probably. I wonder what her daughter thought. Like, this was her son-in-law. So what did her daughter think about all this? I don't know. Maybe we should look into that some more. Anyway. Please don't poison my mom. Oh, no. I love your mom. She's great. Thank you. I won't do that. And don't be a Gatsby-esque party party guy, please. If you insist. Okay. <laughs> I've seen you in a velvet <laughs> top hat. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> anyway, just continuing on. Mm-hmm. After all of the Haydens died, a wealthy Canadian family moved in their mansion and allegedly used the home for bootlegging and smuggling Chinese immigrants for slave labor in that house. So that house carries some heavy stuff with it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the house's fault. Maybe. You never know. I wonder if... I wonder what the dynamic was like at, like, family functions. (laughs) Because, you know, it only talks about the matriarch and the son-in-law. But clearly there was a lot of other family members that were rich. It reminds me a little bit of that Ready or Not. Yeah. Like they're all rich. They've all got a lot of money. They all like clearly don't trust each other. Right. You know, I'm sure this was a multi-level conspiracy. That was a fun movie. Yeah. That was a fun one. I think... My advice on this one is if you're a wealthy woman on the on your deathbed, you know, maybe wish for something a little bit better for your family that is that you're leaving behind. And don't lend a bunch of money to your shitbag party boy son-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. She chose to do that. Yeah, that's he her fault. He didn't steal it from her. It's her fault. Yeah. And don't stack stock your cabinets with poison. <laughs> I, if you don't want to be poisoned. It simple. Ma'am, lay off the Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you got? And that brings us to Maine. Lovely Maine. I love Maine. Tippity top of New England. We're yeah. going to talk about the Wood Island Light. Isn't Maine the northernmost spot? In the United States, I believe it is. Yes, it's way higher than Alaska. I mean, in the... It doesn't look like it on a map (laughs) or by temperature. I mean, never mind. Forget forget what I just said. You're a piece of shit sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You would have done the same. Absolutely. All right. Instead of providing useful light to help ships navigate, the lighthouse again with the lighthouse. Another creepy ass lighthouse. Just steer clear, okay? If you're not a ship, steer clear of the lighthouse. Right. Um, the lighthouse on Wood Island reportedly provides a space for strange moans, unexplained shadows, and other indicators of paranormal activity, commonly attributed to a murder suicide that took place there decades ago. I fully deep dove, deep dived. Deep Divin. I was Deep Divin within this story. <laughs> deep Divin. I Deep di- deep Divited. Oh, perfect. Deeply Divited. Perfect. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's it. Yeah. That's how you conjugate that. Okay. The only reason you know that is because your mother was an English teacher. <laughs> Don't poison her. I won't. All right. All right. A murder-suicide. Listen to this murder-suicide. It's not going to be as interesting as it is to me, to anybody else. But Howard Hobbs... A local fisherman and drifter really did murder his landlord, Fred Milliken, who was a police officer. I went to school with a Milliken. Okay. Was it Fred? No. Oh, I was going to say. R.I.P. Fred. 
on the Wood Island in 1896. Hobbs had been drinking. All right. So let me tell you, let me tell you about this. Hobbs and his buddy lived in this little dingy cabin, this little fisherman's cabin. They were both fishermen. Yeah. Low pretenses, like dirty bachelor, mid-20s, heavy drinkers, but hard workers and whatever. They lived in this little shithole cabin um, that was owned by Fred Milliken, who was a police officer or some sort of officer of the law. Right. That was their landlord. He lived maybe a couple houses down with his wife and his family and whatever. So... Hobbs and his buddy were out drinking all night long, okay. causing a ruckus. Yeah, a ruckus. Um, the police got called. They He was going to detain them, but apparently they begged and pleaded so much to let them go that he was like, okay, Different I'll let times. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Just be quiet. So yeah. anyway, off they went into their drunken night. In the morning, it sounds like they had been up all night. Yeah. In the morning, he had his... They were walking back to their cabin. Fred came out, said, I need to talk to you. He said, okay. Went back to the cabin, got his rifle. His buddy's like, don't bring your rifle. You're drunk. And he's like, I want to shoot some birds. And he was like, okay, fine. So he brought (laughs) his rifle. This is, oh my gosh. There is a whole article from 1896 that I read. It's so detailed. The detail that they put into their news articles in 1896 it was incredible okay. it has dialogue back and forth like who corroborated this i don't know but they have like quotes quote marks he said don't bring your gun bring in my gun gotta shoot the birds okay fine brought the gun went to talk to fred fred's like you're late on rent again we need to like figure this out whatever he's like okay he's like is that gun loaded he's like it's not loaded he's like i'll be the judge of that says fred and goes to take the gun Hobbs shoots him in the abdomen Mm. and Fred says clutches his his abdomen and says he's shot me and they all kneel down to tend to this guy the wife comes out they're all tending to this guy they call for the doctor to come who's you know the one doctor in all of the land apparently and he's coming from uh across a waterway or something okay so for 45 minutes, this guy's alive and they're like having conversation and tending to him. And Hobbs, uh, the guy that shot Fred, like takes off his shoes to make him more comfortable. Like they're all tending to this guy. It was clearly unintentional shooting, right, but still right, fatal. Right. And then the wife is like, let me take your gun. I'll take care of it for you. And the guy's like, if you touch my gun, I'm, I will shoot you too. And Fred, who's laying on the ground clutching his bleeding abdomen is like don't kill her she hasn't done anything he's like i'm not gonna kill her i just don't want her to touch my gun so he takes the gun he goes back to his cabin oh and while he's there he's like i'm gonna go and shoot myself right here in the temple see you guys later so he goes back to his cabin climbs up his ladder to his bunk and you know it's a rifle so he had to place it between his feet yeah and shoot himself with it from okay. his feet and the bullet went up into the the roof and lodged in there this is all fully detailed in the news article so what's happening are people seeing the apparitions what's going on up there why is oh it... yeah i forgot this is a scary story there you go yeah. um anyway then his buddy comes back finds him up there dead and the buddy and the wife are the 
the two witnesses and they like tell everybody the story and they print it all exactly the way it, the way it is. Man, I just think that's the, uh, something like that would never be written out like that these days. Probably not. But it'd be what? like witnesses, blah blah blah, more to be unfolded, and then they would never tell more about the story. You know, sounds like Maine. It sounds like the some of the charm of eighteen ninety six. Yeah. You know, surrounding a tragedy. Yeah. So what's going on? Are people seeing? To me, that's fascinating. So, um, yeah, you know, two guys died, and now that place is haunted. People are seeing them? Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hear strange moans, unexplained shadows, paranormal activity. Okay, and they assume it's these guys. I gotta say, as far as villains go, this guy was just like a mid-20s fisherman alcoholic who got himself into trouble and then was like, I'll never live this down, so I might as well just off myself. Yeah. Like, he's kind of your, your average Joe of murderers, you know? Sure. I guess the moral of the story is if the cops try to detain you because you're too drunk, don't pretend that you're going to go shoot some birds because, yeah. you know, the birds will be the last to get shot. Probably. It's wise. That's wise advice. And if you're a landlord, maybe pick a different time to talk about the rent <laughs> when you're not drunk. And he's with not a inebriated. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. With a gun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Very good. Well, that's all of New England. Oh, if you want to read that article that I just found exhilarating, it's called The Story of the Murder and Suicide on Wood Island from the Biddeford Daily Journal on June 2nd, 1896. Thank you. It was written one day after the murder. Very good. Thank you. It's phenomenal. <laughs> you were you were like... I was riveted by you were, it. You really were. Yeah. Well, that's all of New England. Do we want to touch on what happened to us at, at the Red Lion Inn? Or, do, or is that for later? I think that's for later. Okay. All right. We have a great story about the Red Lion Inn up in the Berkshires somewhere. I mean, it's kind of the run of the mill story. Yeah, but it's pretty good. All right. We'll talk about it later. That's fine. Anyway, why don't we each do do, uh, one or two that's outside of New England? Sweet. How's that sound? Good? Yeah, I got one. All right. I have two really good ones. All right. One of them, the Bunny Man Bridge in Virginia. Hey. Yeah. Did you read that one? No, but Bunny Man sounds like somebody that I would hire for a kid's party. Nope, not this one. Um, <laughs> a cute little Bunny Man hopping around. So the urban legend is in 1970, there are numerous police reports of people who had been threatened by a man holding an axe, Ooh. wearing a white suit with bunny ears. <laughs> holding a suit or wearing a suit? Wearing. Oh, sorry. Did I, I say holding? holding. Probably not. I don't know. But he, he was holding an axe and wearing a white suit with bunny ears. <laughs> he wasn't wearing the axe and holding the suit. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. All and, right. And I guess a few individuals reported that the man in the suit actually threw the axe at them for trespassing. And to this day, there are many reports. Uh, so he's not an apparition. He's like, you, you well, think you see this person for real? Well, then I think, well, we're going to get into where it came from. But to this day, there are many sightings of dead rabbits appearing in the woods surrounding oh, the bridge. Oh, bunny man. Money, right, right. So where it came from, uh, 1904, a group of convicts were piled onto a bus to be transported from an asylum in Clifton, Virginia, to a nearby prison. En route, one of the buses crashed, and the convicts managed to escape, and the police were able to round up all but one of the convicts. The search went on. They began to find skinned, half-eaten bunnies in the woods. So... From then on, yeah. Mm. And a year later on Halloween night, several teens went to hang out under the bridge. 
Uh, come morning, they were all found dead. Oh, bum, bum, it bum. is said that if you hang out under the bridge on Halloween night, you will meet the same fate as the rabbits and the teenagers. This is where I take issue with this story. Any self-respecting person that was was uh, frightened probably wouldn't describe the man with the word bunny, <laughs> right? It would be hare or rabbit. I don't know. I, I bunny? It... No, no, like full grown person is going to be like, I saw a scary bunny. Yeah, but. <laughs> and and but, try to be taken seriously. But if you're trying to tell a story about somebody dressed like that with an axe that's threatening to kill you, what's creepier if I was to say he's wearing a white suit with rabbit ears or he's wearing bunny ears? Saying bunny ears makes it a little creepier, right? I guess if you want to, if you want to appeal to the like clown kind of childhood almost like endearing angle of horror i think that's what it but is like, yeah okay so so that's like the movie-esque version but the first person right so if you go back to like the historical event where the first person quote unquote uh, encountered this if it was a real if it was a real event that right. person wouldn't come back and say i saw a bunny man and he and and then i saw all these dead bunnies Oh, scary. Okay, well, to you be know clear, I mean? too, it, it, it could it be... It sounds like folklore because of the word bunny. Well, the the writer <laughs> could have said bunny ears. He could have True. elaborated, you know, you know, he could have... It could have evolved It could have evolved. Story. Well, I mean, it did evolve. That's where all these things evolved from. This one evolved from somebody who was killing and eating bunnies. Yeah, but bunnies? <laughs> okay. What do you got? You got another one? I just feel like if it was a real scare, if it was actually something that happened if there was actually an event that started this the first person that was scared of it would want to have more pride than being scared by a bunny unless it was like unless it was like a 15 year old girl i don't know Moving there's something on. about there's something <laughs> about reporting being, bunny ears. being be- very well, frightened in a murderous way by a bunny. Well, again, just seems again, maybe the writer of this article said bunny ears. I don't know. Well, it sounds like it was. It's remembered in time. The as bunny, bunny man, man. The money, bunny man bridge. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm not afraid of the bunny man. I would be afraid of the rabbit man. You're gonna tell me now if you saw a dude. I wouldn't call it bunny. Yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. But if you saw a guy wearing, well, yeah. you said a white, white. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a, a prison uniform right maybe they sure. had to wear it. maybe that in excuse me um bunny ears well because it make and, and he's wielding an axe yes you're gonna shit your pants sure but i wouldn't recollect that later as a bunny man okay i wouldn't say okay so let's say i leave the house right now <laughs> and there's a the person that you described as at the end of the street dragging a heavy bloody axe behind him and he's coming towards me slowly but focused right i'm so scared that i curl up into a ball like an armadillo when i get my wits about me i come running back into the house and i say babe there's a bunny man outside (laughs) no i'm not gonna say bunny i'm gonna say 
there's a deranged person dressed like a rabbit with a with a saw uh, well, well, whatever he my is. guess yeah. is it started with you know people like <laughs> people like being freaked out and calling the dead yeah. rabbits dead bunnies because it's cuter and scarier to say it right. that way so, so i guess what i'm saying is it sounds like a, a ghost story told around fires okay well moving on what do you if got? they want to be taken seriously here's the moral of the story <sighs> if you want to be taken seriously as a scary horrific apparition don't let people call you a bunny man. Okay. Have more self-respect than that bunny Great. man. Great. Moving on. <laughs> what do you got? I didn't I didn't expect to be so fired up about yeah, this. Yeah, me either. I, I probably would have avoided that one if I knew. No, so, okay. no. I'm happy to know it. <laughs> All right. You did a great job on that one. Uh, Please don't take my criticism of the story I'm, as criticism I'm of you. failing once again. No. Read your thing. Well, I'm going to talk about Wyoming. Okay, because I have one more too. So, okay, go ahead. I want to say this is the Platte River Ship of Death. P-L-A-T-T-E sounds like Platte to me. Yeah. All right, Platte River. Um, there are endless creepy tales in the wilds of Wyoming. Among them, a headless woman who haunts the lodge at Old Faithful. Okay. But the creepiest is also the most overlooked. I should talk. A My friend works that works there. I should ask because there's a creepy that old woman. That fa- old faithful? Well, yeah, she works in the park. Oh, ask yeah. her about the haunt, the headless woman. I will. So please, moving on. The creepiest is also the most overlooked. A ghost ship that materializes out of a spectral fog on the Platte River. The cursed crew huddles on the deck of the old sailboat surrounding a body. If the onlooker persists in looking, the corpse is revealed to be that of a still-living loved one who will then die soon afterward. Horrible. Right? So, listen, you're out taking a stroll. The fog rolls in. You see this ship appear in the fog, so you know it's an apparition. Right. And then you look and you see there are crew members standing around a body, and then as they part, you look, and it's your dear old Aunt Betty. I don't have an Aunt Betty anymore uh, because then later that day on betty dies okay so where did this come and from? everybody that sees it sees a different body and it's right, all right, right. a personal connection yeah. what so where did this come from all right so the ship was first reportedly spotted in 1892 four years before hobbs killed fred yeah by a trapper named leon weber whose girlfriend died shortly after he envisioned her on the cursed deck Legend has it that the last documented sighting claimed the life of a lumberjack's friend back in 1903. There have been no official sightings since, though you could forgive people for getting the hell away from the river as soon as the fog rolls in. Oh, yeah. All right. Crazy. It, doesn't, it, it, didn't, it didn't come from any historical event. It's just literally something that just somebody said. It's yeah. Not, wow, yeah. that's pretty great. And actually, when I was looking further into this, there was there were a few more incidents of people reporting that they saw a loved one and that loved one passed that day or or soon thereafter Interesting. but it, it makes me question that it's clearly an apparition like nobody's saying there was an actual ship there and i saw her i saw that real person so the person is imagining this are they subconsciously willing a certain loved one to be the corpse and then that person dies making it the fault of the onlooker Whoa. Or would that person have died even if they didn't see the ship that day? Was it, or is it telling the future? Weird. Is it prophetic? 
or... or has it never happened ever? That's has it never option. happened ever? And they're all lying. Well, let's move on to Mississippi. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a great cover story for somebody that actually murdered a loved one. They'd be like, I don't know what happened. All I did was see a ship. I saw the ship. I saw her face on the ship and now she's dead. It wasn't me. It was the ghost. It was the pirate ship. But I will add this to it. <laughs> the Ballad of Buster Scruggs was yes. shot on the Platte River. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a fun movie. So to ward off um, this. Watch the movie? Watch the movie and don't look into the fog. I mean, just stay away from the river. There's that too. Yeah. Just, just, you know, any type of fog, even if it's like you get out of the shower, just close your eyes until the fog's gone. Okay. Good idea. Very good. Because you don't want to be at fault and, for your loved one dying. And don't look at any ship at all. Don't look at crew members. Don't look at any ship. You see, it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of ship because maybe, maybe the ship changes with the times. And we if don't you know. see the ship, just mind your own business. Don't look at their faces. Don't try to see what's going on. I feel like we're making fun of these really horrible stories. Maybe, no, I, I, think, mean. I think we're doing a good job of taking it very seriously. These historical events that are okay. not fake at all. Very good. Let's move on to Mississippi. Except for the bunny man. Let's move on to Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's only my third time saying it. Okay. Creepy stuff has been, been going on in Mississippi anyway. That's where the tale of Robert Johnson, blues man Robert Johnson, selling his soul to the devil at the crossroads and all mm. that stuff. But apparently there is a three-legged lady of Nash Road. Hey, that's too many legs. It is. I would like a third leg. Yeah. Good for running. So, I mean, apparently there is, there have been sightings of a lady... That has three legs. Yeah. One of them seems to be a rotting leg she sewed to her body. Oh, okay. That clears up some questions. <laughs> like where the, where the third leg come from? Anatomically, how is it attached? Yeah. I'm like, is it in place of her parts? And, is it well, a mid leg, a hind leg? And yeah. this woman will, with her third rotting leg, will chase your car down. To be fair, if I had a rotting leg attached to me, I would probably reach out for help, too. Maybe. Well, anyway, some say that the extra leg was removed from a dead lover and attached to her body. Mm. Some believe she's the ghost of a mother who, who got lost searching for her dismembered daughter after all she could find was a severed leg. Oh, honey. Yeah. And some say she just wants to race you across a nearby bridge. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm all set. I don't need they to see should it. host a race that starts at that bridge. Whoever wins the race was being chased by her. It's good. It's good incentive to run faster. Oh. The missing more? leg marathon, twenty twenty one. Do you have any more Mississippi? Get on that. <laughs> good marketing. Do you have any more? <laughs> Let's do one more. You got one more for me. Uh. That's I've exhausted my list. I believe Vermont, Maine, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Wyoming. Yep. All right. Great. Dude, Wait, those were really fun. Really, really fun. If you guys have any urban legends stories or anything, please let us know. But in the meantime, we have one constant on this podcast and we call it the final three. Pew, 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 pew. These are the same three questions we ask every single episode. First question is usually, so I guess it's not the same three questions. We have to find a different way to word that <laughs> because when you're on, when I'm not going to ask how you take your coffee. That's usually our first question. We have to find a different way to word this and we'll, we'll, well talk we'll about it this week. Our final, our, our questions are consumable, entertainment, 
and local business. They are okay. all the same. They come from the same vein. Okay. So we've been doing consumables. We've been talking about our snack ventures and people have been tagging along and, and, and getting involved and talking about their thoughts on our snack ventures. How fun we, is that? We have two monstrous ones we just went through. Yes. Okay. We have to get deeper into one of them, which was the other day we ordered some cheese for our friend for our friend doc because he's ordered a small amount of cheese yeah no big deal yeah we just (laughs) i figured it was going to be just little sample we wound up because we decided we were going to get the same thing for ourselves and they put together it's like all these winners of cheese contests or whatever the fuck you call it i don't really know but yeah the world championship cheese contest that takes place in i believe wisconsin makes sense um each year and so for the 2020 entrance yeah. Um, they have a five pound. Well, I guess it's five pound at the time that I bought it. I didn't know it was five pounds, but they yeah. have a five pound sampler box of some of the cheeses. Right. Um, so what I assumed was I would get this sampler box for a friend of ours. I'd get one for us and we would virtually or in person have a little sampling of our, you know, as, right. we, as we went through and kind of picked apart and Talked about the flavors and yeah, did no. the whole you put your nose up kind of thing. All the cheeses, they weren't separated. Like if there was cheddar, it was an enormous block of cheddar. Not separate. They just gave. Yeah. We had 10, so they, 10 pounds, pounds of cheese showed up. Of all different cheeses. They weren't the same. So all different cheeses. We ended up with 13 blocks. Yeah. And he was showing wow. up. To, he was showing up to pick up his part of it. And he showed up halfway through. We, we tasted a few of them. And we're going to we'll talk about this more in depth next week. I'm very excited. Yeah. All I can tell you is one of the cheeses. I can't remember. It was a, I it's can't remember Germany. what it's called. It's from Germany. Guys, I swear to God, it smelled and tasted like onions in a delicious way. But it was slimy and weird and a firm <laughs> cheese, but it had like a wet exterior. Very strange. So we're going to cheese is alien. It really is. Cheese and mushrooms. They're alien. Well, the one we did finish, we'll talk about that one next week, but the one that we did finish was the meat sticks we talked about on here Western last week. Western Smokehouse. Western Smokehouse. They're, Good stuff. I've had a lot of meat sticks in my time. I went through a very heavily proteined phase. Right. And uh, these meat sticks are the consistency, the low grease. Like I just love everything about their meat sticks. So we did a deep, we were deep divoted. In <laughs> in all of their different flavors, their really variety good. of flavors. And the winner, well, the well, our least favorite of all of them was the the pineapple, pineapple pork. It was just, just not too our sweet deal, and just it's not our thing. If that's your thing, you know, you might love it. But I was surprised that at the barbecue one that I and mind you, I liked all of them. It just that was yeah. our least favorite. The barbecue one, I was surprised that I didn't hate because it wasn't we as sweet. We hate barbecue. It typical as, barbecue. Just, I just find regular barbecue sauce to be too sweet. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, but our favorite really one, good. original. They nailed it. Which is not me. I like the weird ones. Go for the have the original be my favorite is very oh, strange. How excited were we about the cracked black pepper? Really good. Bacon, jalapeno. But jalapeno the original was great. Jalapeno was the second our second favorite, mm-hmm. right? And then the yeah. cracked pepper. Yeah, that was a that was a fun snack venture. It really was. So check them out, guys. Yeah, hey, if, if you guys do, and... if you guys on Amazon, I got the variety box, and if you guys want to do a snack venture and compare with our results, 
tag us on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Super Tr- fun. Even if you just want to try them, take our word for it. They're delicious. Yeah, and they come with a couple of each kind, so you could do it with a friend. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Something different. Kind of spice up your everyday quarantine life. Question number two. What is the last movie you saw either at home or in the theater? And without any spoilers, do you have any thoughts? Well, folks, <gasps> listen, this this episode is coming out a little late because we were on we were away for a couple days. So we want we came home last night and we watched a movie. Literally, that's why it's coming out. So we could watch a movie last night. That's why it's coming out a little bit late. So we could do this. We watched the 2013 movie Horns. Horns. That's With Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, Harry Potter is in it. And okay, without we're not going to give away too much obviously, but we decided last night we had such a great time when we were away. We didn't really want to watch a serious horror movie, so we were we wanted to watch like a comedy horror movie. Yeah, we were looking for a good mix of funny and gruesome. Like it, just for quick recommendations for something like that, we could talk about uh, the great movie Shaun of the Dead. Yes, the, Dale and Tucker. Tucker and Dale. Tucker, Tucker and Dale, Dale versus Evil. Just great movies. That's what we were kind of looking for. That is not what we got. There, right. <laughs> all in all, I really liked the movie. It did have some funny parts. It had a very thinly veiled message toward the end, and it, mm. it kind of it was based on a book by Stephen King's son. I can't remember his name, of course. Mm. Uh, what the hell is his name? King Junior. No, Joe Hill. Oh, Joe Hill. I don't know why. He doesn't even have King in there? Apparently not. And I guess it's a very popular book. And of course, all the reviews on it where it did, it did a terrible job uh, uh, being based on the book. Listen, or whatever, Joe but. Hill, <laughs> get over your pride and take the King last name so that you will actually have some more sales. Uh, I think he did pretty well. He sold it. Anyway, <laughs> watch it, guys. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. There were some parts, like, there were some parts that were a little, un- more than a little unsettling. Yeah. But I, I can say this. This is what this is what it uh, I could because this is just uh, reading the 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 plot. Yeah, it's summary. hard not to give. It's hard not to give. Yeah, spoilers but on this uh, one. in the aftermath of his girlfriend's mysterious death, a young man awakens to find strange horns sprouting from his head. Uh, and, yeah, and he's and, well, and he's of course he's like the main suspect and blah blah blah. And these horns serve a purpose, believe it or not. So, I. I went into it with pretty low expectations. Yeah. Uh, the beginning, the very beginning, I wasn't so sure. And then I got totally wrapped in. But there is a lot of tonal inconsistencies within the right, movie. Right. And I I wasn't crazy about the the last quarter of it. But. I didn't hate the last quarter of it either. No. And I was I was tied in enough because of the beginning and middle. Yeah, that I was willing to. It's kind of a riveting. It. It's kind of a riveting who done it with this weird twist. Yeah, you know, and I, it it says okay, what it sa- it does say it in the description on on, on Netflix. So I'm not giving away anything, but when people are, are in the presence of him when he yes. has these horns, you guys they pretty much just spill the guts, spill their guts, and say the most awful things that they think are or their cruel, their cruelest, their cruelest but honest intentions. Yeah. So and it's and he yeah oh I just love that part yeah there are some, I I wish there was a little bit more yeah. of that there are some very funny parts around that but there are also some very sad parts around that yeah it's yeah just, it balances very, the heaviness it does really well yeah um I wish there was a little bit more humor 
throughout the whole thing, right. not just. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. I would yeah. recommend it. Yeah, I would recommend. I, I would it. recommend so it. So please watch and let us know what you think. Our third question is: Do you have a local small business that you would like to give a plug? And we do. Have, we're going to share ours this week. Mm, I have a separate one. You do. I do. Excellent. Last night we ordered. We didn't want to cook, and we coming ordered, back from vacay. We were a little spoiled. Brief vacay that we cooked like we cooked crazy the whole on. time while yeah, we were yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> so we got takeout. It was delivered here from a place in town in West Springfield, Massachusetts called Jana. J A N N A. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mediterranean food. And it was delicious. Uh, the hummus was amazing. Yeah, and they, they so have that, creamy. They have that garlic paste that mm. comes with shawarma, and it was just, it was really it was delicious. I, I, the food got great. here. It, 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 the portion was enormous. Yeah, we got so we got like some platters to just sample. Right, we right, like right. to graze and pick at things. Now, one time in Northampton, Massachusetts, I got an avocado milkshake, mm-hmm. and it was so weird but so fantastic. So mm-hmm. we ordered these smoothies. And it was basically just like whipped avocado. It was tasty, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And but I really enjoyed it. I liked it, but it's very rich, so you definitely don't need a large. Right. And you have to really like avocados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but, it feels naughty, like you're eating a butter milkshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does. <laughs> or a butter smoothie. But it was delicious. Give them a try. Yeah. It was really, yeah, it was really interesting. Good. It was very good. What do you got? I want to shout out Maple Leaf Cheese Store, where we got those sampler boxes. It's not local, is it? It's not. That's okay. It's in Wisconsin. That's fine. Where they have this competition. So it's not local, but go for it. Um, Who cares? Man, quick shipping, easy to navigate their website beautiful cheeses beautiful and just the fact that they have this uh variety sampler from the competition is really unique and cool they're the only place that that does that and really from the competition that huge thing 13 blocks of cheese for 10 for for 10 pounds of cheese was what 60 bucks or something yeah so one one five pound sampler is 30 bucks and in the cheese world you guys, yeah, that is so worth it, and it's all like real quality yeah, cheese. Yeah, great That's stuff, great. really great stuff. Cool. And then we also got another separate block of their award-winning cheddar, right? Um, that, that they we won that get. year we that we got that, for our buddy. We gave that to him, so we didn't get that. Yeah, right on. So totally worth it. Loved doing business with them. Yeah, can't plug them enough. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and they, I mean, shipped here was great. Anything else? I think that pretty much wraps it up. I think that wraps it up. Let's make like an apparition and disappear. Sounds great. Hey, guys, we're going to do more of this next week. Don't forget to subscribe to Idle Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, and a bunch of others wherever you can find your podcasts. Like our pages on Facebook and Twitter at Idle Chat Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bess. Woo! Bye. Bye.